You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. My Father's Faith is the title of this devotion. And I want to start here in Genesis chapter uh, 15, where we read, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, the one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but the one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. This is where we also have fundamentally in Scripture that the just or those who are righteous with God are given life by faith. In other words, your righteousness with God is revealed in that he gives you the life of his son. Abraham became known as the father of faith. And the Apostle Paul says here in Romans 4 verse 3, For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. And then he says in verse 17, describing this, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of him in whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls these, those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary, Abraham, who contrary in hope, to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised he was able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Do you see how the Apostle Paul, here by the Holy Spirit, is teaching us what it means to have that father of faith my father's faith is the title of this devotion. You see, dear friends, I am deeply grateful that I know that Abraham is also my father because the faith that is in Abraham is also in me. This is what Jesus teaches, what the scripture teaches us right there in Galatians. 
Galatians chapter 3, 4, 5 talks about how Abraham is our father and that Jesus is that seed of Abraham by which all of us become sons of faith, sons born of God through trusting in Christ. And you know, I knew that in my natural father, Johann Masbach. Oh, what a beautiful heavenly man, what a saint of heaven. I wish I could walk with him on earth now because when he walked on earth, oh, I had so many things still to learn and, and had my share of shortcomings. But I look back and I see what an amazing, amazing dad he always was and what a wonderful spirit of faith he had, what a beautiful spirit of faith. And even though we connected together, oh, I, I wish I could be with him today as I've grown in Christ, you know, but he's in heaven already since 1997. And I, I do miss him at times, but I know I'll see him on the other side. But my father had this sweet spirit of faith about him. And I did not always realize what it was when I was young. I remember coming home when I was maybe 14, 15, out of the discotheque, and I'd been drinking and smoking and, 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 and dancing and, and being all silly and silly and silly in my youth. And I came home at three o'clock or so, four o'clock in the morning, and there was my father. And, and I had tried to sneak into the house, but he was there, so I got caught, so to speak. I got caught. And he said, oh, I'm in the kitchen, come on. And he walked off and he had this sweetness about him, this love about him. And he walked into the kitchen and there was his Bible and a cup of coffee, like, you know, let's have a cup of coffee so we can fall asleep. His, my father was funny. And, and he's, yeah, I'm just going over my notes when I'm preaching this morning. And, and I was thinking about this and thinking about that and shared some of the things he was thinking to preach on. And then he says, oh, wow, we better get some sleep because we're going to go to church soon. Good night, son. And he walked off. And he saw, my eyes were all bloodshot, a smelling of smoke and alcohol. He saw it all. He saw my failing. He saw, he, he saw me naked in my sin. But he loved me. And that's, that's the greatest sign of faith. Yeah, faith works through love, folks. And without love, faith fails, it shows in 1 Corinthians 13. And I went up to my room and I fell on my knees and I cried to God and I said, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Save me. And I went to church that morning and God used that to strip away another layer of my self-will and my rebellion and to eventually bring me to full salvation. And we don't always realize how the work of salvation can be such a venture of faith. Our parents can so be so tried when they see their children wayward, like I was such a wayward son, but my mom and dad stayed in faith. My mom had the same spirit of faith where she laid her hand on my shoulder when I was 17 and said, son, you have to surrender your whole life to Jesus. And I looked at her and I said, oh, mom, don't worry. I'm still young and too many promises aren't fulfilled yet. Jesus can't come, I, I've got time. And she looked at me and she said, son, your life is not in your own hands. You better put it in God's hand. And I was rebellious still, 
But the Lord used all of these acts of faith to lead me into his bosom of love and to bring me into that place of surrender where now I know Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Oh, I'm so grateful for my father's faith, for my mother's faith, but I want to talk to you about that fatherly faith of our loving Heavenly Father. And I take you to First Chronicles. Oh, how I love this thought that I'm going to read to you now. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, where David is towards the end of his life. And he puts his hand, so to speak, on his son Solomon's shoulder. And he says to him, as for you, in verse 9 of First Chronicles 28, as for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. And if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. You know, we don't always like to realize that the opportunity we have now has eternal rewards, as well as rejecting the opportunities we'll, we have now has eternal consequence. We don't always like to hear that. And people like to be able to think that there are no consequences, even though they face them every day. And friends, sometimes it's a real necessary wake-up call. The choices, beliefs have consequences and that it is important we choose what we and who we believe. The Apostle Paul, he writes about this and he says, I know in whom I believed and I know he's able to keep that which I've committed into his hands. And I believe Paul committed himself and all that he is and says and does into the hands of the Lord. And I want to encourage you today, know the faith of your father. My father's faith is the title of this devotion. Know, he says, son, know the God of your father. And I want you to see how that little statement to that young 20, 25-year-old, I think Solomon became king when he was either 20 or 25, what an effect this had on him. You see, we don't always realize my father said to me when I was 13, 14 years old, son, don't forget to humble yourself for it is within every man's heart to exalt self. That little bitty statement he made by the Holy Spirit to me when I was a young boy, I live by it today. My mother said, son, you have to surrender your whole life to him. My father loved me. You see, all these things was faith being given to me by the Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, in my natural father, my mother. And I have so many of these things. There are statements that Virginia has made, my dear wife, whom I love with all my soul. When we got married, and I asked her, when the first time I met her, first time I met Virginia, was on a early Monday morning, I met her. I'd never met her before. I'd never known her before. I met her. And my first statement when I met her was, what do you believe God has called you for in your life? And she looked at me and she said, to do God's perfect will. That statement, folks, is a life in our marriage today. It shows you the power of what we believe affects what we say. The Bible says in Romans 10, as a man believes in his heart, so he speaks with his mouth. That's why it's so important that we guard our heart, it says in Proverbs 
For out of our heart proceeds the issues of life in the way that we speak. And look at the words that were planted into the heart of Solomon, how they had an effect on him when it says here, and Solomon went up in 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 6, to the altar of the Lord, and he offered a thousand burnt offerings. And on that very night, the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David, my father. Isn't that amazing that that's how he thought of his father? He didn't say, My father has made terrible mistakes and failures. No. David, even though we know of his mistakes, is known as the man of the God's own heart, is the man of mercy. In Isaiah 55, the Lord says to his children, I am ready to show you the same mercy that I gave to King David. David is remembered for the mercies of God. And I want to be known for that spirit of faith for my children, that they saw me trusting God. They saw their mama, Virginia, trusting God. I believe this is one of the greatest inheritance we can give. That's what Abraham has given us, trusting God. And here he says, ask, says the Lord to Solomon. And Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, let your promise to David, my father, be established for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before the people for who can judge a great people of you, the great people of yours. And God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you've not asked for riches, wealth, or for honor, or the life of your enemies, nor asked for long life, but you've asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall have after you the like. Do you see? When we honor the faith of our Papa, our Father. I love to pray to God and talk to Him about Abraham. I say, Father, You are the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. You are the God of Israel, Your people, and You are my Father. You are the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that same spirit of faith that was in Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, that same spirit of faith that's given to us in Jesus Christ should emanate from our very beings and should come through us in the wonders of what we see God work in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Abraham, and Sarah, and Isaac, and Rebecca, and Jacob, and Leah, and Rachel, and, and the others. And we need to see that same spirit of faith as it is passing on to the children. You know, my mama and my papa always stood upon this verse here in Isaiah 59, verse 21. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who's upon you and my words 
which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants, says the Lord, from this time on and forevermore. Now, come on, take this covenant. This is my covenant, says the Lord. This is what my commitment is to you, that the same Holy Spirit I've given you, the same living word I've put in your heart and mind, I will see to it that it will live in, your, in the hearts and minds of your children and their children. I believe in this with all my heart. You know, I was walking through the forest here locally some years back with my grandson, Eli, who is the oldest of our six grandchildren. Oh, how I love that young man and his brother Huxley and his dad and mom. How I love them with all my heart, our son Zachary and his wife Sean. And Eli, we were holding hands. This maybe two years ago. And he said to me, he said, you know, granddad, I had to forgive. I had to forgive. And it was so hard for me, but I didn't. I said, wow, Eli, now that is putting treasure in your treasure chest. He said, treasure chest? I said, yes. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. When you forgave, that was putting treasure in your treasure chest. God enabled you to do that. See, you have this treasure in your heart to forgive. Now keep forgiving some, because Jesus said, as you forgive others, so your heavenly Father will forgive you. As you meet out to others, so it will be met back to you. So keep giving, keep forgiving. Jesus said in Luke 6 verse 38, give and a good measure shall be given to you. Shaken together, running over, shall be poured out into your bosom for out of the same measure you give to others, your heavenly Father will give in to you. Oh, as you keep giving, it will be given to you and your heart will be full of the treasures of God's love and forgiveness and goodness. And friends, this is the beauty of that spirit, of the covenant of God, of His Word living in our heart, of His Spirit being in us, that we carry the faith of our father and our mother and we bring it into our children and into their children. That is one of the greatest treasures. You know, there's been times, and I'll close with this statement, that the devil pushed Virginia and I mercilessly to just call it quits. <laughs> and that spirit of evil, of depression, of anxiety came so harshly against us with this thought, just give up, just give up. But the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith like a shield was able to quench those thoughts and feelings. And how grateful we didn't listen as we're more in love than ever. And here in 2023, April the 13th, we'll be celebrating our 40th wedding anniversary. And I know this for a fact, that as you live by faith in God, he makes all things beautiful in its time. Amen. Have a good day.